episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Buckeye Daily Blitz, hosted by me, Jeff Tito Thidoff. Thank you for tuning in. Please download, subscribe, like, love, whatever you do to your podcast fix. I'll be here through all the season to discuss all things Buckeye sports, specifically football and basketball. I've grown up in the shadows, the horseshoe, and at St. John Arena. When you only got a chance to see the Buckeyes football team on TV once or twice a year, although there was times when they were on three times in a single season. I've watched Woody's Meltdown, Earl and his fedora, Cooper struggle against Michigan, the revival under Tress, the urban era, and now the new day. The 131st edition of the Ohio State football team drives, drives on down the field Thursday night on the road against Big Ten foe, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. We'll discuss more about that game later this week, but for this maiden voyage, I want to look to how the Buckeyes got here. Since 1951, what is the worst head coach hire by OSU? And I'm not counting the fractured season when the now highly successful Luke Fickle was at the helm. He was in a no-win situation. What's amazing is the worst coach in, that OSU has had since 1951 is John Cooper. And I hate putting that label on him. He's a terrific man, and he was a good head coach. It's just he's being compared to legends. And you know what Cooper did better than Earl Bruce or Woody Hayes? He expanded the recruiting net across the country. He didn't get the results Buckeye fans wanted especially against Michigan and in bowl games, but he was great for the program in a lot of ways. Hayes, Bruce, Cooper, Tressel, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day. That's essentially it for 70 years. A bad hire or two can set the program back for years, even decades. Let's take a look at how lucky Ohio State fans are for having an athletic department that hasn't truly botched a head football coach hire since 1951. You need to look no further than 185 miles to the north and see what has become of the Michigan football program. After the incredibly successful tenure of Bo Schembechler, Gary Moeller took over and won four bowl games in five years before being unceremoniously removed from office. Lloyd Carr took over, and the Wolverines won a national championship in 1997. His worst season, Lloyd Carr's worst season, was seven and five. Rich Rodriguez was hired. He went 15 and 22 in three seasons and made it to one bowl game. Brady Hoke went 19 and seven in his first two seasons with a Sugar Bowl win before going 12 and 13 over the next two seasons and being shown the door in favor of Jim Harbaugh. His seat, as of today, is extremely hot. And now we'll bring it full circle. John Cooper was blasted for going two 10 and one against Michigan. Since 2001, Michigan coaches have gone 2-17 and 17 against Ohio State. And I'm not taking away Ohio State's win that was vacated in 2010. All of this talk about Michigan on an OSU podcast I hope is forgivable because it's to illustrate a point. Notre Dame's had some bad hires. Jerry Faust, George O'Leary, Charlie Weiss. If you don't think those moves hurt the Irish, 
go ask your parents or grandparents about what Notre Dame football used to be. Brian Kelly's writing the ship, but Notre Dame has some failures there that cost them many years. Alabama, Mike Dubose followed Gene Stallings and went 24 and 23 from 1997 to 2000. Mike Shula went 10 and 23 from 2003 to 2006. Think if Ohio State went 10 and 23 over a three year stretch. What would Buckeye fans do if the Buckeyes were 10 and 23 over a three year stretch? Oklahoma's in a great position right now, but from 1995 to 1998, the Sooners went 17-37-1 and under Howard Schnellenberger and John Blake. Buckeye fans roasted Earl Bruce for going 9-3 and every year. The Sooners, 17-37-1 from 1995 to 1998. I'll give you one more example, and this one's really telling. Look at Nebraska. From 1962 to 1997, They won 356 games, lost 69, and tied five. 356, 69, and five from 1962 to 1997 under Bob Devaney and Tom Osborne. Since 2015, the Cornhuskers are 31 and 40, and they just lost to basement-dwelling Illinois to open the 2021 season, seemingly ending their season before September. So where am I going with all this? We Buckeye fans are a spoiled bunch. No one has avoided the awful program-stalling, fan-based, stifling, head-coaching hires quite like the Ohio State has. It's hard to see a loss on this regular season schedule in 2021 for Ryan Day. Missing the playoff will be a huge disappointment for sure. Losing more than a game would be tough. But compared to the depths that other prominent programs have fallen to over the years, it's a pretty damn good day to be a Buckeye. Thanks for tuning in. And starting this ride with me throughout the season, follow, subscribe, whatever you do on whatever platform, jump in. I appreciate it. Wherever you get your podcast, thank you so much. We'll talk more about the Minnesota game coming up on Thursday. But for right now, go Bucks.